And today we are going to be talking about how the environment is trying to kill us. Now, of course, that's a very fancy title on a subject that's actually extremely important, especially as a physician who has done outpatient medicine, who does inpatient medicine, understanding that a lot of times in the front lines when it comes to environmental concerns affecting your health, it's important for the physician to kind of recognize, hey, is this something I need to worry about? So I want to give this, let's give some context, right? If, unless you been avoiding TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, all news, you know that within the past few weeks, we have not had one, but two train derailments in this country. The first one was in Ohio, uh, a little town uh, by East Palestine, Ohio. I want to make sure I got that correct. On February 3rd, and it ended up in having 50 cars being derailed. And obviously, being a train being derailed is exciting news. As long as no one's hurt, which thankfully, right, that, that hasn't been the case yet. But what's occurred afterward is where the problem lies, right? So we have a train derailment go down on February 3rd. Within all of those 50 cars, there are chemicals being seeped out to the air, being seeped out to the soil, being seeped out to the water. So bad that it got to the point that the government had to say, you know what? Like, we need y'all, the city, that town, to evacuate. Now, I wish I could say that the trail of the derailment happened on the 3rd and they had to evacuate on the 3rd. But unfortunately, the trail of the derailment happened on the 3rd. They weren't given the um, OK or let's say the, the soundboard to say, hey, get up out of there three days later. So that's 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 crazy. Right. So three days later on the 6th, they were saying, hey, evacuate, get out of there. There are too many things, too many chemicals and issues going on. That needs to be addressed, needs to be taken care of. Fortunately, they were able to get back three days later when it was deemed that everything was safe. But like that is kind of the crux of it. And then as I speak today, less than 24 hours ago, uh, near Detroit, Michigan, another trail derailment occurred. Another issue and concern of environmental um, chemicals that may or may not get into that area. Now, they haven't talked about you know, evacuation or anything at this time. But remember, the first trail derailment that happened like three weeks ago, it, it took them a few days. So obviously that's something we're going to be watching and waiting. But I thought this was a very key point to kind of talk about. When we talk about health, a lot of times we focus on the end result, right? The disease processes. And sometimes we we go with causes. Sometimes we say, all right, you know, it's it's the obesity, it's it's the family history, it's the smoking. But a lot of times we don't talk about how just the environment around us plays such a significant role. Like think, think about, you know, outside of these trade issues, think about Flint, Michigan. Think about the contaminated water that went down in Flint, Michigan. And for those who may not know, it's still bad. In fact, uh, Flint, Michigan, just like as I speak, just got off a uh, boiled water. Like watch, you know, the same thing that happened in Jackson, right? So. Even as a person who may be thinking, man, I want to be the best that I can be. I want to be as healthy as I can be. 
Like there are so many other factors out there that like are sometimes out of your control, right? We're going to talk about a few of these factors today. Yeah, USA is at war. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a problem uh, of sex, right? So let's talk about one, right? So I want to focus on, yeah, USA, uh, let, me, let, me, let me highlight this. Again, uh, please feel free to comment. We love to highlight the comments. Good old USA can't get water right. Like we can't, unfortunately, uh, in this country, we can't get a lot of things right. We can't get our water right. We can't get our air right. We can't get our soil right. There's a lot of things we can't get right. And let me tell you something. I was in uh, Jamaica. I was in Jamaica uh, around uh, in December. And I'm not a big juice drinker, but I went to Jamaica and like I had some pineapple juice and I swear it was like the best pineapple juice I ever tasted in my life. And I automatically start thinking to myself like, man, like what is happening in this country here where the pineapple juice is like the best thing I ever tasted that's not happening in the United States. And we're definitely going to touch on uh, some, some aspects there. Right. So first and foremost, air pollution. Let's talk about how bad we are in regards to kind of air pollution. More importantly, how significant it is to the everyday life that we live as a healthcare professional, how that's something that I need to always be weary of um, in regards to like disease. Because again, a lot of times you may come to me, you're short of breath. You may come to me, you have this cough, especially for kids who are dealing with asthma and COPD and all these other factors there. You may come with me at these end results but I have to start thinking, okay, is this something that is outside, right? Oh, yes. Oh, oh, shout out, shout out, leave it. Um, I might like that a second. Is this something that is outside of our purview as far as what's causing these end results? We know we know the end diseases in, in regards to air pollution. We know asthma. We know COPD. Um, even the end stage effects of like cancer. We know those end stage issues, but if we start backtracking and start thinking, man, is there something that could be leading to these end results? Like that is where our minds get to racing. And I, I said it before, I have a public health degree. So I don't have like my mind, I don't have the ability to only focus on the disease process and not necessarily think about other factors that likely led to it, right? So I want I want to highlight Leila, right? And again, I apologize if I'm saying um, your name uh, incorrectly. Uh, she knows she notes and the racial divides of impact of poor air quality. So even if even if we can say all right, in this certain area we know the air isn't as great, we know that there are structural, environmental, systemic factors associating with the fact that your air might be better than mine's. Like, think about that. Like, there are environmental, systemic, governmental, historical reasons why the air you breathe is better than mine's. And if the air you breathe is going to be better than mine's, guess what? I am likely going to have more diseases in regards to that poor air quality that I'm breathing in. I'm likely going to have more issues downwind effects that may not affect me when I'm a child, may not affect me when I'm on my, my teenage years, may not be something that I don't see till I'm like older. Like how many of you right in the chat, right? How many of you have seen these like lawyer commercials where they're talking about like mesothelioma and have you ever lived in here? And have like these and these lawyers don't play like these lawyers will go back 
They'll go back 20 years. They'll go back 30 years. They'll go back 40 years and think like, hey, you know, if you were living in this area here, this may be a problem. Like this may be an issue. And guess what? We want to sue because of that issue. Like I, I saw the, uh, I saw one or something. I just saw one about uh, some military base, Lake Camp June, maybe. I apologize if I'm saying it wrong for the military folks. And like the lawyers, I'm in I'm in Florida, so seeing commercials about lawsuits don't don't even like shock me. But there they were talking about how hey, like if you were in this you know army base at this time frame and you got cancer right now. That water was bad. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about water later on today. The water was bad. And the water may have caused you to have cancer 30, 40 years later. So again, a lot of times there are risk factors, especially if you're a healthcare professional and, and you're asking your questions, you're trying to figure out, hey, what is wrong uh, with the person in front of me? If you don't account for for the environmental effects of the person in front of you, you're doing a half job. You, you really just this. Um, these are some issues. Again, we, I talked about asthma. I talked about COPD. There are some studies now out of the NIH that talk about how cognitive issues in terms of memory loss, in terms of dementia, can be a factor of longstanding poor air supply. Again, like, like I'm having trouble remembering when I'm 30, 40, 50, 60 years old because of the bad air supply that I had no choice, but it was just because where I live, it was because where my address was located. It was because of the buildings I happen to live in. Like these are just some issues of concerns that I, I think is, again, I think it gets kind of overshadowed, especially here in this country. Because obviously, you know, we got a lot of positive things going on for this country. But here in this country, I don't think we talk a lot about how detrimental the environment and the environmental effects play in our health. Right. Like the World Health Organization has a quote. And I, I, want, you, I want to make sure I because I, I, I was shocked when I read this. Climate change is the biggest health uh, detriment facing humanity. So think about that. The World Health Organization feels that climate change will be the biggest detriment to our health. So if, if that is not a ringing alarm, I don't know what it is, right? So let's like, so, so that's yeah, we talked about. So that's air pollution. And again, there's some things that what you can do, what can we do as far as air pollution? What can we do to improve it? Lots of different things, right? But a lot of things that are out of our preview, I, I would love to be like, oh, hey, you know what? Why don't you just move out of that apartment building? Like, why don't you just move out of the apartment building and, and, and go to somewhere where it's clean. But how many people can do that? How many people could just get up and move to a better environment? Not too many, especially, you know, the people I take care of. When I talk about, in fact, I just read an article again here in South Florida, how, uh, millennials and, you know, people within the job market are having a hard time finding places to stay just because they're being priced out. So these are people who have good jobs, who are making good money, and even they are having problems finding a place to stay. How can I tell the patient in front of me, hey, yeah, I know that building that you live in, yeah, the air quality isn't, isn't the best, the 
you know, the, the vents don't get changed. The ventilation system's terrible. And we, we, you heard a lot about the ventilation systems, especially over this past couple of years with the pandemic and with COVID. Now, one of the biggest issues that, that was, that, I don't want to say, I don't want to say discovered, but more highlighted again with COVID was that schools, buildings, apartment places that had poor ventilation, guess what? Had higher rates of COVID transmission. Like that was just clear as day. So, and it was something that we've been new about because when we talk about patients with asthma, COPD, issues with lung uh, disease, guess what? Those same areas were still being affected. So it's just one of those things where, yes, COVID highlighted uh, a dark spot that's always been there. So, yeah, I, I would love to say, yeah, just get up and move. But we know that there are structural reasons. We know that there are uh, racial reasons why you might not be able to move. There's economic, socioeconomic reasons why you just may not be able to move. You may not be able to get uh, a, a, an entire new air filtration system in your building, right? Depending on how old your building is, right? Like it's 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 concerning, but it is something that we have to get. We have to keep talking about. Like we, we look, we see trains derail. We should not be able to go about our day, right? We should not be able to just go about our day knowing that a train has derailed. And guess what? Chemicals are now in the air, in the water, in the soil. Like that's something that that should be very concerning. Again, and I'm not, again, y'all know me, especially those who follow me. I'm not the alarmist here, right? I'm not one because I've seen, unfortunately... Unfortunately, uh, there's always another side who tries to make it super bleak. I'm not the one I like. I saw a quote that people were calling it Chernobyl number two. No, 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 no. Let's let's hold our horses. Let's not go crazy, but let's also not downplay how detrimental it is to have an issue where, guess what? Residents have to leave a town because the air that they're breathing isn't safe. They have to leave a town because the water that they have access to uh, is not safe. Like that's that's an issue there, right? Let's let's get to some comments. Um, you know, I don't want I want I don't want to go too too far before we uh, before we go there. Look at the oh Larry or oh it's, it's Larry. I'm not sure what's going on with Larry. Uh, Larry uh, Larry Lee. Whenever they mention Biden, I already know. <laughs> I already know. Uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's too funny um let's see here what's say uh, you know all right come here and then he also bring plastic oh so I'm, I'm maybe i think larry may stay in like a different place right and again let's let's not you know because i think that i think i see where larry's going we're not here to do the um pluck uh you know um the, the Olympics of the uh, corrupt environments and the Olympics of the corrupt pollute. We're not, that's not the Olympic. In fact, that's not, that's not a race that I want to even join. I don't want to have to be comparing, oh my God, your air pollution is much worse than our air pollution. Your water pollution is much worse. Like that, I'm, we're hoping, right? I'm hoping of seeing mine that we are not at the point where we are actually arguing, hey, your pollution is better than mine, so you can't complain. We should all, I would hope, be extremely upset that our air pollutions are terrible. Like we, I, I would hope, right again, well, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. 
but I would I would hope that it gets to that point. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I yeah, I can I can take it. At, I can do that. Oh, perfect. All right, man, we we got him. We got him out of here. Uh, <laughs> that's too funny. So let's talk. So we've talked about um, air pollution, water. Water is a big one as well, too. And again, I, I mentioned it. I gave a I gave a little preview in the beginning. Flint, Michigan. You guys, I hope should know about Flint, Michigan. Is just coming off a boiled water watch in the year 2023. Like. So even though it's not all over all of these news outlets, Flint, Michigan is still going through it. And that was as publicized as can be. Just like when you think about how Jackson, Mississippi, how that was publicized. Flint, Michigan was as publicized as they can be. And they were I mean, and still in 2023. They're still dealing with boiled water watches like like this, again, is a problem and. World Health Organization, again, we, I love to quote them, over 2 billion, 2 billion with a B, y'all. Over 2 billion people with a B drink from water from contaminated sources in the world. 2 billion. Water pollution and water quality, again, is going to be racing up the, 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 the rakes of public health issues uh, that we are going to have to deal with. Like, again, I, I think a lot of us, especially if you don't reside in the Jackson, Mississippi, you don't reside in the Flint, Michigan. And again, I'm, I'm perfect, purposely mentioning United States, um, cities in the United States, because I don't want you to think that, oh, this is something that only happens in developed countries. Because for all, for, again, especially if you travel for a lot of many parts in this country, is just as undeveloped as parts outside of this country. A lot of us take for granted that we can go to a faucet. Like I got, I got, I got my water right here. A lot of us take for granted that we can go for a faucet, turn it on, and drink the water from there with no issues or concerns whatsoever. If you are in an area where that water is contaminated, guess what you have to worry about? You have to worry about severe diarrhea. You have to worry about cholera. You have to worry about typhoid. I made a, a video on this like several, I think a couple months ago about polio, um, especially in, in, you know, that in New York, I forget which city it was, that they were finding trace amounts of polio in the water because so many people were unvaccinated in that certain area of New York's uh, state. Like these are diseases that chill in the water. And for, for factors here, GI-related issues, reproductive issues, cardiac, kidney-related issues, all affect, all are a problem in regards to our water supply. It's one of the reasons why I know before we, before we had to kick uh, Larry out, um, he kind of mentioned the plastics, right? We know about the plastics. We know about the water. There are a lot of uh, bacterial bugs that just live in the water. That because, again, if depending on where you live at, it's not an issue concern because that gets filtered out and cleaned up before it gets to your sink. But for many people, they don't have that filter system. Many people have to take a bath from the same source of water that they have to drink. And they don't got an option to like, oh, no, I'm not drinking out of that. I'm going to go down. No, they don't have that option. And then, and I think if COVID didn't show us 
if COVID showed us one thing, it showed us that we, as a, as a, from a worldwide perspective, are very, very connected. So, so I don't want us again to think that, oh, it happens in those countries, especially if you're watching this from the United States. This is not a thing that just happens in those countries. This is the thing that is happening currently here in the United States and multiple start, multiple places within the country of, of concern. There we go. Let me see here. Yeah, so uh, let me see that face. Good. Thanks for me. Oh, so uh, yeah. So this uh, from Linda just kind of mentions the new week. This kind of plays off the water supply related issue. Uh, dead fish uh, means the water is no good. And expect people to live there and drink it. And when we talk about the the train derailment that happened in Ohio, not the one in Michigan today, but the one that happened in Ohio, uh, we know that a significant population of fish died. Gone, out of there, right? Because of the chemicals that were able to leach into uh, the water from the trail derailment. So, yeah, th think about if you, depending, again, I'm not from that East Palestine, uh, Ohio, but imagine if you used to fish there to eat. Like, imagine if that used to be how you ate. Or just get away. Like, let's say you're just having a good old time. Like, hey, let's go get some fishing. You can't even do that because the fish are dead. Like, imagine if you uh, garden in that area. And now you can't even trust the soil of the food you're gardening in because some chemicals may have caused a problem. And yes, it's still early. And what we've seen, and obviously with the lawyers, what the lawyers have seen is that they they have no problem waiting out the side effects. I know... Uh, typically, when I talk to those anti-vaxxers, they're always talking about like, oh, my God, just wait. Wait until the something happens. Like when we talk about these chemicals, we're pretty sure that if you get them in uh, toxic related um, amounts over time, may not be at one dose, but over time, uh, that is something you'll, you'll have to definitely worry about. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they uh, I'm not sure if major uh, I feel like. I feel like um, a lot of uh, news stations have covered it, you know, as far as the the Ohio. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. So thank. Oh, so lovely. Let me make sure I'm make sure I'm following her. I did hit that follow button before because I don't want to forget. Um, yeah. Rockland uh, County. So we, we were kind of mentioning uh, the polio because a lot of people are unvaccinated was being found in the water supply. So your water is not safe. And again, I'm not here. Y'all, just remember, I'm not here to make it seem like you can't breathe the air that you breathe and you can't drink the water that you drink. I'm not here to scare you into thinking that. I just want us to be extremely conscious of just how many different things can affect our personal health care. Things that we don't have nothing to deal with. Like, we don't have nothing to deal with that water supply, but guess what? That water can kill us. We have nothing to do with the air supply, but guess what? That air supply can kill us. We, we, from an environmental standpoint, we know that there are people who are living in buildings with lead paint all over them. We know people who are living in buildings with asbestos all through uh, the ceilings, the roof. Like that's, that is the reality for a lot of people, even now to this day in this country. So, when I tell you that the the environmental problems that are again, like I'm not an environmentalist, but as a healthcare professional and one who tends to see, unfortunately, I tend to see the end stage effects. 
I want us to make sure that we're thinking about other causes that aren't so common. Like it's easy to say cigarette smoking. Okay. Yep. That's probably what's causing asthma and COPD. But imagine if the reason why you have bad asthma is because the place you put your head in has poor ventilation and there's literally nothing you can do about it. Right. Like I think that's, I think that, I think that's, what's probably telling more than anything else. <laughs> I like Linda's highlight Linda again. Uh, Linda says exactly. America is getting real funky uh, because the profit before people. Oh yeah. And I think this is such a telling point, and I, I've mentioned this before, um, how it's extremely difficult, even as a healthcare professional who who I'm I'm in the business of healthcare, because that's what it is, is a business of healthcare. And I understand that the business of healthcare makes a lot of money when y'all are sick. And I'm not saying anything blasphemous. I'm not saying anything that's untrue. I'm just saying I'm in a business that makes a lot of money when you are sick. When I was an outpatient doctor, I used to talk about how, man, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to bankrupt uh, the hospital next to me because I'm trying to take care of my patients so well that they never have to go to the hospital because I'm catching everything early. So there's never any uh, heart attacks that happen because their blood pressure wasn't controlled. There's never any strokes that were happened because they weren't following their diabetes. They never have to go on dialysis because I made sure their blood pressure and die. Like, like I, that was always my thought process. But like, I am key to the fact that the business that I reside in, the business that I work in does extremely well when you guys aren't doing well. Like, and, and that's, that's the, you know, the, the cash 22 that I typically have to deal with, especially as a healthcare professional. Linda says, I know we have a shortage of doctors now and overworked people in the medical profession we need. Linda, let me tell you something. We've we've had we have us we've always had a shortage. I think the shortage has been the writing has been on the wall for a while. But what happened with COVID is that timeline got sped up. That timeline, whether it was because people were the professionals were dying. Or they were like, you know what? I'm not going through another pandemic. I'm not going through the stress of being a healthcare professional under these standards again. I'm out of here. I'm just I, like me personally. I am. I am about a, a little, little over a decade out of medical school, right? A little bit over about 12 years out of medical school. And the amount of colleagues who are my age who are, who have, who are already on career number two, who are already on like, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm not doing this. The amount of people are like, yeah, that medicine thing is great, but I need to figure out a different way to provide for my family. So many of us from a professional standpoint, especially during COVID, where we're making sure our wills were on point. Like me personally, I was making sure I was like, Hey, you know what? Let me make sure my will is doing what my will needs to do and make sure everything is lying just in case, because I recognized I was going into a, a place where, you know what? Like I'm going to the fire, right? Pen, you, you're saying COVID's over there. I'm running to COVID. So yeah, like definitely, definitely when you talk about how, the, the healthcare professionals are 
overworked, overstressed, but understand that we still got to take care of the people we need to take care of. I think that's why it's so important. So when, again, when I see, when I, when I see events like this, right. And I see like, all right, train derailment, like, oh my God, they had to evacuate. My mind is automatically wondering like, oh, okay. All right. That's, that might be an issue. And it might be an issue, not necessarily that we see in the next year or two, but it may be an issue that we see in the next five or 10. So, and I, I, it's a good segue because, hey, guess what? We got other issues as well. Like, yes, I know the the flavor of the day is train wrecks and environmental spilling and everything else. But if we move forward, like, it, again, we still got water issues. I, I kind of talked, we still got uh, so we still got the um, water supply issues, right? So we still got a lot of problems um, you know, there, right? And we kind of mentioned already, we talked about our, just environmental issues, old buildings. We talked about lead paint, mercury, um, <laughs> uh, what, what else? oh, pesticides. That's a whole nother endeavor as well. So that's what we get. When I go back and I think about just like, again, when I was in Jamaica and I had that juice and I'm like, man, like, what is it that makes this juice so much better than any juice I drink? You start having to try to, like, juggle all of these different factors here um, in that regard. Let's see. Oh, Angelica, I appreciate you. Oh, Millie. Hey, Millie. How you doing? Yes, yes, indeed. I'm day here. Ooh, oh, you see, that was uh, mentioned again. So we have another... Uh, I think I'm assuming that's a water advisory in uh, Massachusetts. Like this, this it's so common. I don't think we read for most of us. For most of it, one because it doesn't typically catch the fanfare of the news cycle. But a lot of it again, again, I I hate to be hyperbolic. A lot of this country is uh, an uh, uh, a natural disaster away from looking like how Jackson was. A natural disaster away from looking how Flint is right now. Uh, if if you actually start saying like, hey, you know what? I want this water supply in South Florida is is up to date. Like I think a lot of us would be would be very concerned, which is which is why, especially you know, as we lead off, which is why you see so many people start trying to say like, hey, you know what? I just need to do for me, right? I need to make my own food right i need to you know have my own soil i need like they start doing it because they start recognizing like hey if i leave it up to the city that i'm in the state that i'm in that like i may be in trouble and and i've had countless of patients who when they did have the opportunity to just kind of get up and go somewhere right and leave that environment all of a sudden a lot of their health issues and concerns that they had just kind of like who kind of went away like oh okay that wasn't that wasn't as bad as i thought so I, I, that's again is extremely telling um for for us right when we talk about when we, when we talk about what we can do just you know our personal again it's we have to be very very cautious but we have to be just more more diligent on how we process things right more diligent on you know where we're getting our food uh you know where we're getting our drinking water um, if you can, again, I don't, I don't, I want to speak for people, right? But if you can, uh, making sure you can get as much filters as possible. I, I, I like to get a filter on top of the filter, uh, if needed be right. Cause I just want to make sure, just want to make sure that the water I'm drinking is okay. 
Um, some of us have refrigerators that have, you know, water filters in there. I'm, I'm big on making sure I change that water filter early and then I give it a few days before I start drinking it again. And I think that's probably, especially if you have uh, those types of refrigerators, uh, the best, I mean, if, if you just needed something to like, whoa, kind of like, you know, really shock you, like look at what the water looks like when it's unfiltered, just coming out of the refrigerator. Just look at what that water looks like when it's unfiltered and how many times it got, it kind of has to chug along before it kind of clears out uh, everything, right? Like, I think it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> there for sure. Oh, Linda, see, Linda, see, Linda started it, right? So Linda says, I feel for the people on Flint. Uh, those factors put there on purpose. Ah, yeah, and, and again, it's it's one of those things where we kind of mentioned early where when you have, when you, when you have, you know, financial, right, uh, issues at play and people recognize People recognize like, hey, I can put these types of factories here because I understand that even if something goes awfully bad, the 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 the, the residents that it affects, you know what? I won't get in as much trouble. Like, let's say that I won't get in as much trouble if something goes down and those residents are affected versus if I put that same factory and I had that same issue. In another part of the city, in the same state, oh, it'd be it'd be kind of hell to pay. So yeah, it's it's extremely it's extremely tough. And what's unfortunate is that it it's going to cost money to get us up to code, to get us up to date. And when you especially if, if you guys kind of watch kind of some of the, the the political discourse here, they can't even agree that something is off. So imagine. Imagine seeing how Flint is and still having people not being able to agree that that's something we should take care of. <laughs> like, like that's just, yeah, it, 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 it's a wild. Well, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this here. So, Alili talked about how, Lila uh, talked about how making sure that the filters we are getting and the contaminants in the area, like, need to match, right? You don't want to just be getting filters, especially you know, with the way e-commerce happens, that you can just order something online. You want to make sure you're getting uh, filters uh, that can kind of take care of what you may have to deal with. So that's a very, uh, very good point here. Oh, woo. see, Millie, Millie. I love it, Millie. So Millie, sorry, Millie said, did you notice that no reps of that company came uh, to the town hall meeting in Iowa? Nope. And, and guess what? The train that derailed today is the same company. Now, we are not here. We are not here to be conspiracy theorists but like imagine the odds that your company has two trail derailments in less than a month two of them in less than a month and for those who may not remember yeah another uh, another train derailed today in michigan for those who remember uh when the um the train workers went on strike a lot of them went on strike because of you know safety conditions uh, you know, obviously pay was a big one, but safety conditions is a big one. Oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't think they showed good because in the end they had to come in full PP. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's scary, right? It's scary. And you'd be surprised that I'm pretty sure in some boardroom or some email or some message, uh, you know, s string somewhere, someone was like, Hey, you know what? 
you know, the the brakes on that type of train. I don't know about that one. Right. Like and people made the decision to say, hey, you know what? We're going to rock out with this equipment here until we can't. Like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to rock out with it. And now they can't. So you're going to see a lot of eyes looking, especially because it's the same company and saying, hey, you know, you don't got two two trains that derailed. We need to see what else going on with the rest of your trains here. So I I'm, I fully expect something to really go down um, in the next month or so because of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, President Biden uh, talked about uh, infrastructure. Yeah, that, that that's why it was so important. I think a lot and a lot of people really scuffed at it um, as far as the push to try to improve our infrastructure. But I think a lot of it just really stems from the fact that if you live in a metropolitan type area, you know, a big city, you don't you, you don't really recognize just how uh, those rural parts are. Like it doesn't even like cross your mind how third worldish those cities in your state that you're living in right now are in regards to their infrastructure, their bridges, their water supply, their pipes, all like Yes, but again, a lot of times we're comfortable. We're comfortable because we're in, you know, we're in our big city. The water's clean. You know, I can I can pay for some filters. I can, you know, my air is pretty good. Like, we're, so we definitely, um, I think, as a whole, America as a whole, underestimate. And I, I would love to. See, I'm pretty sure there's a survey on this. I would love to see, like, a survey of people who wonder just how bad our country is in regards to its infrastructure. Like I, I think, I'll, I think I, I don't think I'd be surprised, but I think a lot of people think that we're much better off than other parts of the world. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So no, yeah. Heck, there you mentioned it, right? So she said, these company heads really decide how many deaths are worth the profit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I think that's, 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 such an important detail again and i'll speak on it from a medicine perspective right and and especially on, i know the anti-vaxxers like yes i knew it um I'm, I'm pretty sure you have some of these pharmaceutical companies some of these you know machinery companies who look at it and say like hey all right yeah that may be a structural deficit but you know what i i think we could probably afford the lawsuits that occur right like they're already they're already in their mind possibly calculating that again i can't prove it to be sure that's maybe the conspiracy uh theory um mind little little bit of mind in me i got a little bit but like i think that's the case right i think a lot of people understand that, like hey if even if this goes bad we can afford to deal with all of the lawsuits and, and in fact at that same company i forget the name of the company but that company uh whose train derailed uh they're already offering the residents a thousand bucks to you know go get some health checkups like, oh, here's a thousand bucks. Go get, go get health checkups. Like, we got you. And of course, some people are like, no, nah, I don't want that thousand dollars because if I got to sue you in 10 to 20 years, like, you're not going to hold me to that little thousand dollars that you gave me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't drink the water very short. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Can you imagine how long it's been? Have you seen the dates that they have made them overdue? Um, I have, I have not, but yeah, it would it wouldn't shock me. I I think especially if you're, especially again when you know I always listen to the workers. 
um, and, and, and most of these types of disputes, right? When the workers start complaining of hazardous conditions, when they start again, the, the, I'll bring it back to my, my healthcare folks. When, when my nurses start saying, Hey, I'm overworked. I got too many patients. When my CNAs are like, Hey, I don't have time to be doing this, this, and that. When my respiratory therapists and my, when they start like mentioning and saying, Hey, I see a problem. I'm right with them. I'm like, yeah, all right. If, if, if my team is saying that that's a problem, then I got to rock with them. Like, no, I don't think that, uh, oh, they just don't want to work. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure like they're overworked. And I'm pretty sure someone on the C-suite has decided, hey, you know what? If we stretch out this nurse and make them take, you know, seven patients instead of six patients, at the end of the year, we save, you know, a thousand nursing. Again, I'm just making up work. But like, I think that's the process that occurs. So I think it's extremely important um, when we see that that our like our country, our infrastructure uh, is is doo doo. Now again, as a whole, right? We may on average be better than a lot of our other countries. And like you know, before we booted off uh, Larry, uh, <laughs> uh, he was kind of mentioning like, oh, well, the Korea, like, hey. Like I'm not here again. This is this is not a we're, this is not a game we should be trying to play, right? This is not a game we should be trying to win. Which company uh, pollutes? Which country uh, pollutes the less? That's not a game we should be really trying to win. We should all be in an uproar uh, when you know, yeah, over two billion people don't have adequate drinking water, and that number is just going to continue to increase. Like we should all be in an uproar uh, when people are dying of diarrhea. Right. There's people in this world that die due to diarrhea and severe dehydration because the water they, they drink is the same water that they have uh, to do their toiletries in. Right. Like that's what it is. Um, oh, that's too funny. Uh, so the company has already started blaming COVID for issues by the chemicals. Oh, they, y'all, y'all already know that they're probably going to be blaming COVID for uh, everything, probably for the like next half decade. Like that's, I think that's going to be extremely common uh, to see. It's either going to be COVID. It's either going to be uh, the restrictions due to COVID, the lockdowns due to COVID, um, the the vaccines because of the like. They're going to be finding a way to funnel the blame back to COVID for a good amount of time. And and that, again, you know, it, it just is what it is. There's nothing you can really uh, <laughs> do argue about that. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, diabetes, being gonna eat fruit. Oh, that's what. <laughs> so, uh, I love this. Is that this guy was like, we should be hanging out and eating fruit. Uh, what do you mean I can't drink rain water? Yeah, no, no, no. It's um, yeah, it's it's such a it's such a wild time. It's such a wild time right now. And again, if especially if, you, if you're on TikTok. You'll see the people who have their own like water collection systems who are, you know, doing the vertical gardening and all these other things there. There are a lot. And again, when I watch, when I see their TikToks, I don't look at them like, oh, well, they're wilding out here. Like, I like, hey, you know what? They might know, they might know a little bit more, right, than, than what we know. Or they just may be aware. Because I, I, I think especially... Especially in this country here, I think if we were aware of 
just how bad, you know, some of our infrastructure is across this country, like we'd probably go in an uproar. But fortunately for a lot of people, they're just not aware of it. So they can't go in the uproar. They can't fight. They can't go yell and screaming, uh, you know, try to go after somebody uh, because of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kobe had COVID. COVID is always real to someone. What, once they have uh, something to blame, especially those on the other team, um, you know, the anti-vax team, uh, anti-COVID, anti-vax, whatever they want to say. Um, once they have a good culprit to blame, way to blame COVID that benefits them, oh, they're, they're team COVID uh, all, all the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Linda, Linda's telling the truth here, right? So major corporations and the politicians transfer monies back and forth to each other. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's one of those things. And again, I do do I think this train company is going to be like bankrupt, right? Because of it? No, right? It's because I'm pretty sure that train company, along with its lobbyists, pay a lot of money uh, to make sure. Uh, that, you know, when things like this happen, uh, they are protected. So yes, will they get, will they get sued? Now, fortunately with today's train derailment and the derailment of earlier this month, no one uh, was uh, affected, like no one died. So fortunately, right, let's, we are knocking on wood. But hey, if you ask me, hey, Dr. Barry, um, how much you, would, would you bet, like, would you bet some money that those chemicals that were all in the air are now in the water or over there in the soil over there is not going to cause any problems downwind. Like I'm not, that's not a bet I'm taking. Like I just, I can't do it. I love this uh, comment here, right? What side of that? Lost of settlements rarely. Yeah, they, they rarely do. And especially for those who live and have to deal with the chronic issues and problems for the rest of their life. Like those, the, the money that they're going to get from the, the settlement ain't going to be enough. And again, these, these companies know that I'm pretty sure they got math petitions. They understand that like, yeah, I'm yeah, we might have to pay a couple billion out uh, this year, but you know, give us about a year or two. We'll, we'll make that back. Like that won't be an issue. Uh, you know, that we'll have to deal with. <laughs> Let's see here. All right, I don't see too many other questions. Oh, good. We 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 got just we look just under an hour, which which we love. All right, guys. Um, I'm about to get up out of here. Right. That is that is my rendition of the environment trying to kill us and how we need to just be a little bit more, a little bit more weary, uh, a little bit more cautious. We just need to educate ourselves on the importance of protecting ourselves in many different ways, whether it be environmental, whether it be via the water, whether it be via the air supply. We got a lot of ways that the environment can cause a problems to us. We just need to make sure that we avoid them all, right? So y'all be blessed. Have a great night.